0: (laughs) I got him in already. What do you think about becoming a a big uh, 10 football team? Oh, it's exciting. You know, I think we, um, I think our administration said it best when they said that, you know, there's a lot of proud tradition in the Pac-12. And and so I think that part, um, there's an empathetic part to that, that, you know, it's, it's a little sad and it really is. I mean, there's a lot of great rivalries and really, really, really good football teams. Um, that i have been here throughout the years so that part's tough and then I think there's also the natural excitement to play in one of the best conferences in the country you it's know kind of interesting that you guys are most of you guys are midwest guys and, right. and yeah. you're in the Midwest conference even though you're living out west yeah yeah for sure I think that there's obviously an appeal for for a lot of people but um, I heard somebody talking about it last night and I heard him say you know we're excited to get some of the Big Ten teams out here to see, you know, the greatest setting in college football, and I think that's really true. I think that when Michigan State fans came out here last year, they were a little bit surprised at the environment, so it's exciting. And, I, you know, I think the other part is for our guys, you know, when we talk to them and kids and recruits, you know, um, just hats off to our administration. You know, Jen and, and everybody else have done a great job pushing hard in really tough environments to get the best situation for the university.
1: Brian, right, I know as a coordinator, you guys try really hard to keep the distractions on, from the outside to a minimum. Right now that this question's kind of been answered, do, do you feel like that you just don't have to worry about that?
0: For a yeah, while you know, I, I would say this. I think our guys have been, you know, amazing. I think that in some ways there might have been more more pressure on coaches than players. They're very very focused on winning the Pac-12. And, you know, a special season in front of them. So that type of competition and not worrying about, you know, what conference we're going to be in, I think was somewhat natural for them. So that part, I think, was was great for our guys. They they did an awesome job. And I think for coaches, you know, naturally it's good to have that out of the way and um, you're able to talk to recruits freely and and know what's going on and have some type of direction.
1: I was going to say, the recruiting piece of it, obviously you can't speak about specific recruits, but just in general – with that piece now being fleshed out, how much easier does it make your job to kind of sell the program and sell your story?
0: Well I think I think kids on the West Coast in general want to prove that, you know, some of the best football in the country is played right out here on the West Coast. And so I think if anything, you know, there'll, there'll be opportunities to recruit throughout the nation and things like that, but I think it solidifies, you know, wanting to have West Coast kids stay here, you know, and not have to go anywhere. That being said though, I mean What's it like knowing that you guys could be the last Pac-12 champs this year, if, if you go for it really hard here, Yeah, to be the last sure. the last champs of the, of the conference? Yeah, I think that's exciting. I mean, I think any championship's exciting, obviously, but I think if you you know it's the last one that existed, I think that'd be pretty special.
1: And Ron, as an offensive coordinator, and you see how this practice ends, and you see the defense jazzed up, Uh, do you have mixed emotions on that are you does it does it kind of grind you a little bit does it excite you because you know you're going to have some tape that you can really show your guys
0: it's not mixed at all I'm pissed off (laughs) it's not it wasn't great so uh, do I love our defensive players absolutely and I'm excited for them individually as kids and they uh, made some good plays at the end of practice so that part yes but the competitive part of me no we want to score every drive
1: and those last two team periods was that kind of the carrot that you throw to the to the guys to to let them know hey it's not going to be all about mike and demo you guys are going to get a chance that's right
0: that's right that's absolutely right i think that the guys seeing you know that when that spotlight hits them regardless of left tackle quarterback running back that you got to be ready to produce and and
1: uh in a big way any initial impressions on on austin and alex
0: uh they both need better command uh, but they're, they're doing great. They're, they're honestly doing awesome. They're picking things up. They're getting there. They're, those reps were huge. You know, give Mike a little bit of a break and get them out there was, was super valuable.
1: And, and knowing that what you, the middle of your offensive line is going to be like now, bringing, you know, obviously you've got a lot of veteran guys in there, but you're still having to replace three starters mm-hmm. when you when you guys are going up against guys like MJ now, who just seems to be on a different. Le- he's playing seems to be playing on a different mm-hmm. level. How much does that kind of iron sharpens iron thing?
0: Oh, there's no doubt. I think our offensive line and and uh, the response they have to have to our defensive front. I think we have one of the best fronts in, in the country, if not you know anywhere. I mean, those guys are special. They play hard. They play together. They know. They can utilize movement and utilize speed, and um, they do a lot of things really well. So for us, no doubt, it helps us. We need it, um, and to have a good season, those guys will have to be sharpened up.
1: As a coach, do you always this third practice where you have the, the officials out here for the first time? You're going thud temple for the first time with some shoulder pads, things like that. Is this maybe the practice you circle with the with the red sharpie, going, "We got to be extra vigilant to make sure that these guys, you know, are staying up." You know, doing the things that they need to do to, to watch out for their teammates?
0: I mean, you would hope not. You hope you're, you're far enough along. And, and I mean that, like, uh, you know, throughout the summer, they have PRPs and, and things like that where they're out there without, you know, essentially no coaches. And so they have to learn how to take care of each other. And, and Zion addressed that afterwards. I thought he said it really well. He was just talking about, you know, doing your work. And have high competitive fire, and and uh, learn how to get better, you know. And for us, we try to tell the guys all the time, you know, it's got to be competitive, not combative. And you know, once it becomes combative, you're wasting time. You know, we, we don't have time for that. We need everybody on this team to help us get to the final goal. And and uh, you know, so wasting time with all the emotional stuff is is just that waste of time.
1: And Coach DeBoer talked about how he really feels that you guys, even first day out, it felt like more of a 200 300 level exercise for you guys coming off the first year because you have so many guys in positions, so many veterans coming back. From the offensive coordinator standpoint, how do you feel? How advanced are you guys in year two compared to year one?
0: Oh, we're certainly ahead. I mean, we we should be. Um, I think it's some of the early stuff, you know, the baseline day one, day two stuff, lining up, moving around, getting signals, things like that, that are quite a bit easier right away.
1: Yeah, and, and, tr- and just in terms of even just the process of installing plays and things like that, does that also feel like it yeah. comes a little easier to you?
0: I don't know about it easier, but I think it lets you locate your saturation point faster. So you start finding out like exactly how far you're going to be able to take these guys in the next two to three days. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think those those questions get answered faster.
1: Also seems like offensively, the one place where you got have a lot of newcomers is at receiver, and you have those three guys that seem like they're. It's easy to maybe stick them in a bucket and have them run around as a group. But where do you feel like those guys are, and, and what was your plan for them early on?
0: Yeah, they're they're light years ahead of where they were last year. Um, I'm, I mean, I watched JP run around. I think there's not many places you know he he could be a one or a two almost anywhere. So when you have a guy like that, that's that's. You know, you get the three guys that are can almost play anywhere in the conference, and it's you're pretty fortunate, you're really blessed, and they all play hard, and they're smart, and super talented. So it lets you evaluate and push the other positions and utilize other guys other
1: ways. Any initial reactions uh, on the play of like Keith Reynolds, Tayshon Lyons, Rasheed Williams, those guys kind of getting thrown into the mix?
0: Nope. <laughs> nope. Nothing yet. They haven't done anything yet. Okay.
1: When, when for, for the two freshmen, when. Is the point where all of a sudden now you feel like you can evaluate them the way you would like to?
0: When I can go to a walkthrough and their coach doesn't have to line them up every play, then <laughs> we can start evaluating if they're really ready to play football.
1: Okay. With so much experience returning, is there anybody that surprised you so far?
0: Hmm. Good question. Um, I think I don't think it's a surprise, but uh, Julius Bulow has stood out to me as a guy stepping in. I know he's a returner but he wasn't a starter last year and he's been really showing up big um, I thought and then I'll say it again I thought JP has looked as strong and fast and sure handed as anybody on the team so uh, he's really stood out to me as well um, i trying to think Q Moore is a long ways ahead I think Jack and Jack and Cope are doing a great job but I think Q has really you know, shown up that he can be a A big part of this offense, and not just a backup.
1: And uh, with uh, such a deep wide receiver core, Boston a year older, adding Jeremy. How are you going to get all those guys on the field? Um, Whoever the best guy
0: is, whoever the best guy is. I mean, um, the guys know that productivity, you know, during the week will be rewarded, and when you know the offense and. It's clear to everybody else. I think we do a pretty good job of showing the guys why people are playing from a tangible standpoint and uh, just keep pushing that envelope best you can and over-communicate. Just tell them all the time, this is why you're not out there, this is why he's out there, and just be consistent with that and open to conversations. I think once you do that and you can communicate clearly and often with the guys, you'd be surprised how open they are to being coached and understanding that.
1: Was it the plan early on, Ryan, to, to get Will Nixon in the turns that he has? It seems like he's gotten a lot over the first three days.
0: I think that Will has – he earned those over spring ball. I think that he, he had a really good spring ball and did a nice job of coming out and, uh, you know, showing that he wanted to push for that, that job.
1: I know he's listed at receiver running back on Go Huskies. Mm-hmm. What, 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 do you, what do you consider him as? Oh, he's a running back. Okay. He's
0: a running back for sure, but he does have uh, – uh, probably the most versatility in the room.
1: And and how does that help you guys knowing? I know that there's Coach DeBoer talked about he he fully expects defenses to try to really take away the receiving game as much as they possibly can, and it's going to be maybe more of a focus on the running backs to start early in the season and really get their feet underneath them. Where does a guy like Will, where can he potentially add something that really is going to help you guys early in the season?
0: Well, I think the biggest thing in the running back room is is being productive, running the ball. I know that sounds pretty obvious but it's true and that that's the big absolutely the biggest thing out of that room is trying to get guys that that have more ability to break tackles and win one-on-one matchups and you know be physical in between the tackles and do the things that our passing game should open up and allow them to do that you know if people are dropping people into coverage and things like that we need to execute and I, I think in the you know in the summer here the guys were a little bit surprised when I told them we were like fifth in the country or four, I can't remember what it was but red zone rushing touchdowns okay. and we did a great job of that so yeah. I, I want to see even more of those opportunities where we drop a lot of people in the
1: coverage that we can get to that and one of those guys who was really good at least in the past has been Richard Duke in terms of red zone and scoring he he looks like he's having fun out there again yeah he looks like he's he looks like he's enjoying his football
0: yeah no he, he's doing a good job I think he got a little bit you know reinvigorated at the Alamo Bowl and now he just has to, uh, you know, continue to expand his game and pass protection and catching the ball. Okay. Yep. Did you notice a little fatigue in Penix, and did you shut him down? Yeah, we did, we did. And, and Mike communicates so well about his arm and just what's going on. And so, you know, just being careful, he got a little sore, and we said, hey, we'll get these reps for the young guys. And through yesterday, through today, did a great job with everything and yeah, he's doing good because somebody said that jake browning came out here and he threw like three thousand times that summer and all of a sudden
1: his arm was gone for a while and mm-hmm. just basic dead arm like in baseball
0: yeah i i think mike does a good job we do we do a pitch count all summer um you know and he, he does a good job of tracking that and uh, he felt good going into camp so i don't feel like it was anything from the summer it's just sometimes the workload just like anybody um, at the beginning of a camp is high, and so he just has to adjust to that. And, and uh, it's been it's been good. You know, if this was later in camp, uh, we might be pushing along a little faster. But right now, the development for Austin and, and Demo has been really helpful. Almost, if, oh, go, go ahead. Play, oh, if, if he
1: had to play a game this weekend,
0: he would be He'd play. He'd, be he'd, play. Okay. he'd play. That's exactly it's right. It's more, we don't
1: need to win camp, right? That's right. Okay. That's
0: right. <laughs> and that's almost like a real smart thing, having Austin Mack and Dylan really getting a whole lot of time. So, I mean, you're really fully prepared when the season starts, right? There's no question. I mean, I've said that before. I think you got to have every room ready on the football team and, and no room, you know, probably more pivotal than the quarterback room, you know, that you have. Because we got a lot of talented kids, and if you don't have the room ready, you know, shame on you, right? So we're, we're working hard, and, and I, I like that, that we got to come out of here and produce against our defense who's playing really good and putting a lot of heat on us to, to make tough plays and, and – you know, yesterday and today, I thought we. I mean, we've had a lot of touchdowns. We've had some, some negative plays and some sacks and things like that that we're working on. But man, we've we we hit a lot of shots too. So that's been the
1: positive. Ryan, I know the big story around here is things, conference realignment and all that stuff. Yeah. But what, what I've been saying, you know, is this is also a team that you know has a chance to do some really big things yeah. this year. Yeah. And I wonder if that's getting lost a little bit over the past few days. Just wondering what you think about. If you've had been around a team this talented and just, you know, the here and now, what you guys are capable of?
0: You know, I've been around quite a few teams that were really talented. I don't know if I've been around one as as talented as this. Um, And as far as the, you know, keeping focus part, I, I mentioned this the other day to somebody, and I just, my hat's off to our kids. And I mean that, I'm not, like, this isn't just something I'm saying to be, oh yeah, pump up the kids. Yeah. Like they've done such a good job of knowing how important it is to win the Pac-12 and you know go after a championship now, and you know beat Boise, you know, and stay focused on what's right in front of us. And I think that happens with you know you get older kids and leadership, and they're able to stay focused on those kind of things. And, and so, you know, for us, I think that there probably was potentially more like coaches thinking about those things right. you know like down the road how does it implicate recruiting all those kind of yeah, things yeah. but for the guys they're like what time's the team meeting right exactly <laughs> That's the next so they, they've been doing a good job with it and i mean that so a lot of a lot of tip of the cap to our, our older kids on the team Thank you you, you have a you know pretty lengthy
1: running back depth chart. You know what have you seen? You know more importantly from you know Nixon, Cam Davis, and uh, Johnson as well.
0: So all of them have different tool sets. Um, you know DJ it was good to see him out there today. Broke a couple tackles, got a couple first downs in short yardage series. Will Nixon has shown the ability to beat linebackers um, on deep balls one on one. A couple times in the last three days, he's he's really made them pay on some big throws. So. He brings that to to the table, and, and Will's continuing to work on between the tackles and getting better at that. So it's it's all been pretty good. And, uh, yeah. and you know, DJ coming from Mississippi State, he had you know dozens of receptions there. Are you, are you kind of trying to utilize that more? Uh, with he it, had he had here? like 140. Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, absolutely, you know, not, that was part of his recruitment process. Was that you know we're not we don't bring guys into our offense that don't fit, and so even though dj's a big guy you know we want to make sure that he has all the tools to be really really good in our offense and so for us you know knowing that he can catch and do all those things and be so you know multi-dimensional was a, was a big part
1: and i know nixon played a little bit last year but he mm-hmm. talked about how
0: much you know uh work he's put into this offseason have you kind of seen that replicate oh, yeah. this uh this he's year? he's at least 12 pounds heavier he runs a lot more physical between the tackles and um, he's kept his speed up, but he's he's definitely added some bulk, um, and and we're trying to get him. You know, keep working with the running between tackles, keeping his feet picked up on the inside zone stuff, and he's gotten a lot better. He's he's really done a nice job. And uh, Cam Davis is more kind of like your second uh, second back last year, more uh, utilizing uh, you know the touchdown area. Um, how do you see him standing out this year? He's he's our one. I mean, it's, it's not very close right now. I mean, he, he is the guy that, that has all of it, right? I mean, you look back, you could argue one of the most important plays of the season was his catch on third down against Oregon State. I don't know if there's more pivotal play in the season, you know, going into the wind, that would have been a really tough fourth down and even harder field goal. So, um, huge, huge play and he can block, pass pro, run between tackles. He got speed view outside. So he's complete package.